Welcome to We're Listening to Podcast, a community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. Welcome, 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 everyone, to what's going to be a super fun episode. Uh, I'm here with a renegade, and, and we're about to uh, we're about to really see if we could shake some up today. Um, I'm I'm probably going to go way out the box just because um, our guest today has such a, a energy that resonated with me. On uh, I'll use his term, energetic imprint on how we share this understanding. And so I'm super excited. Uh, he's someone who has more ink than I have. So that fascinates me all in itself. Uh, but everyone, welcome to the show, Stephen Ladd. How you doing, man? Hello, Mr. Rob Cook, man. I am, I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. No, I truly appreciate it. Full disclosure to everyone. Uh, normally, I talk with everybody for about, you know, 10, 15 minutes, before, you know, settle us down before we get into the episode. But I think the first thing out is Stephen's mouth. I just hit record. Like, I'm like, no, we got to go now. We got to go. So, uh, man, I'm going to give you a chance to kind of introduce yourself to the community. And then I'll riff with all the stuff we were talking about from there, man. But again, welcome to the show. Well, thanks. Thanks, Rob. And I, what, what I wanted to say first and foremost was just how much I appreciate the work that you do and, and the way that you show up. As we were talking about, it's so it's so valuable and impactful as coaches, as practitioners, to hear and see and experience how, how fellow practitioners in this, you know, three principles niche that we're in share and show up, you know, in the world. Because um, and the beauty of the community that I've experienced is that they are very open and they encourage each and every one of us to share in a way that is authentically personal to us, because that will, of course, uh, resonate with, with a wider audience. Of, yeah. of of people, you know, and as we know, this uh, perspective can impact anybody and everybody. So the more variety that we have and how that's expressed, the better. And, um, you know, when I came across your podcast, there were it, it was an immediate uh, I, I got the feels, man, you know, it was immediately because um, I'd say three things. Number one, you you share from personal experience. I, I, you are very vulnerable. And that is beautiful in that when you do that, you open up the stage for, for others to be vulnerable. So I appreciate that. And then there's an authenticity to how you, you speak. It, it, it's, it's apparent to me. It was apparent within a few minutes that you are, you're opening up and, and what you see is what you get. And, and you seem very unafraid. Or maybe you have some fear and you open up anyway, you know, which is even, even more beautiful, right? And then there is... Um, there is your voice. Now, um, it it almost there's a soothing element to your tone, at least to me. I, I'm only speaking for myself, of course. But you know, there are some teachers, some coaches that have great material that, for whatever reason, and I own this as my as my issue, just <laughs> you know, grate me the wrong way. With uh, Eckhart Tolle is a perfect example. I his material is great, but I would suggest that you read his audiobooks because <laughs> then I could listen to him because your voice has almost a 
like you could be playing some cool jazz like in the background and it, it would it'd be, it would fit perfectly so and because you know when you when you when just your voice along with your obviously your your personality can put someone at ease can get their central nervous system to relax you know the, as you know that's the key man because when the central nervous system relaxes you know, space opens up our wisdom comes forth you know all good things follow from when we can just calm down and 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 get into a more grounded space so all of that i think is just who you are i i doubt much of that is manufactured but but regardless um thank you for for being being who you are and showing up this way no i appreciate that man and please let them know i did not pay you for that but thank you nope no nope, no paid you. endorsement whatsoever uh thank you man because it's it it really is um and again i know we we haven't given you a chance to to introduce yourself yet but it really is um one of the things i i hang my hat on for the for the saying is that and dr pettit i, I will shout him out because he's an episode that that uh released recently when he said to me in a moment where i was questioning do i deserve to be on this stage he said to me i love how you use your lived experience as education and it it popped it clicked whatever it is that's all i got you know it's uh, it's uh, more than enough it's more yeah. than enough thanks for sharing man yeah, so go ahead, man. Open up and and, and just share with what you know who you believe Stephen to be. Wow. Well, who I am, you know, uh, I, I'll say that I I I was a card carrying seeker from a pretty early age. You know, as a young kid, I really did. I I had this sense there was a right and a wrong, you know, and I had a sense there were wrongs that I wanted to right, and I had wanted to make sure that I was on the right side of the of the continuum there this is me <laughs> looking back as an adult with my yeah. behavior um so i i had some anxiety around that i was drawn a lot to non-human animals the protection and defense of them so by the time i got into early junior high i found eastern psychology philosophy religions because you know, they do treat animals in some cases differently than we do mm -hmm. and so got turned on to the Alan Watts and the Ram Dass and yeah. Krishnamurti, you know, and, and, and back in, well, in Ohio here in the early eighties, there weren't many uh, of my peer group studying that kind of stuff. Uh, but, but that's what I got into and then went to college and was thrilled to realize that, you know, you can study this stuff as a major, you know, <laughs> I mean, yes. there's no job afterward, but you can study this stuff. And so uh, psychology, philosophy, comparative religions, um morals and ethics it, it, it was it was great and then I went on to grad school did a little bit of work there as well before I, I bailed out of uh, the stuffiness of academia but it was the late 80s and it was um kind of the birth of the mind body sort of you know movement then so I got into coaching I was doing fit holistic fitness coaching uh lifestyle coaching uh some spirituality got into meditation of course and then uh discovered NLP neurolinguistic programming um, like like our shared mentor Michael Neal, um, and uh, conversational hypnosis, th those kind of things, and mm -hmm. really liked that kind of work combining all those things. Uh, and then after a while, because there's there's value in those sort of techniques. Absolutely, absolutely. Myself and many other people have had a lot of value from those things. However, I got to a certain point where I just I had a I had an inkling that there was something more going on. 
And I was fortunate to to be looking around because now the internet was, was, you know, a thing. And I found Michael Neal. I found Jamie Smart. And these were guys that, you know, were big in the NLP world, big, the teacher trainers, you know, programs. And they had moved on from that. And I was thrilled to see, and it, it really hit instantly that, okay, instead of constantly working with the the content of thought, instead of manipulating the content of thought, understanding the nature of thought yeah. was true freedom. Underst- instead of messing around, I could, I could understand what thought and feelings meant. And more importantly, as you know, what they didn't mean. Yes. They didn't mean anything about me. They meant nothing about anybody else. They meant nothing about my circumstances. And it really was the final release of the, you know, illusionary hold that I thought they had. And so I, I was no longer the thought police trying to, to <laughs> yeah. mitigate every thought that I had instead was able to, you know, in, in Eastern and the Taoism, it's, you know, I could go with the, the, the current of life much, much easier. And yeah. there became um, an inherent ease in that. And so then of course I wanted to share, I always want to share what I'm doing and find useful with those who have any interest. And so I, I leaned that way into my coaching and I, I still do some um, somatic uh, protocols with the body. I do a thing called be activated and I do a lot of Reiki work with people Uh, again, all oriented around getting the central nervous system to just relax. You know, we're all preoccupied, distracted. And if we, when we, as a human species can just calm down, we get a sense of who we really are. And again, that space opens up, wisdom comes forth, and then people have their own insights. And as you know, that's like, that's like the best job in the world, right? To be, to explore with people and have them get their own insights and uh, to journey with folks in that way is, uh, it's, it's a dream come true to, to be honest. Uh, No, I love that because that's a, that's that's probably why I resonated so well when I was researching your work was because uh, one, when you, you used to own a gym and fitness was something, you know, I did. And I remember the question where I really didn't understand how you could mix something with everything, meaning if mind is the all universal intelligence of life, how could you ever mix it with something? And so it was kind of like understanding, oh, got it. For me, bringing in all I know is still 3P teaching if if it comes to me in that moment to do. Going out and telling every last one of my clients they have to do it this way because I studied it this long, I'm out the game at that point. We're playing something different, you know, and that's, that's what I think, Rob, you know, I just speak for myself, love about your work is, Man, if I studied it and it appears to me that it's going to help somebody, again, lower their, their instinct of, of defense long enough for a loving word to, to seep in, I'm in. Indeed. And, you know, it seems to me that you can jump on the, the, the merry-go-round wherever you want, with the mind yes. or with the body. Yeah. Right? And people who are much more physically oriented, it would make sense for them to maybe somatically have their central nervous system calm down and then they can see things, you know, and yeah. those who are, who are more, more uh, intellectually or spiritually motivated, uh, you know, in their personalities can, can get on from that space, you yeah. know, it, it's all leading to the same thing. And, and so I really, you know, and again, this, 
uh, this this meat suit that that's carrying us around, you know, it take we should take care of it. I mean, uh, it just makes common sense. And when you you know when you are, I think, in a place of love, uh, and and coming forth from that, then of course you would you would generally take good care. Care, um, yeah. And it is, uh, you know, yoga. As I talked about in my book, you know, yoga uh, in America has become, you know, just more of a uh, kind of a fashion sense. Yeah, it's a trend. It's part of the fitness trend. It is, and we've made it Americanized. Things to do. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Nothing wrong with with it adapting to the American culture, but we have we have pretty much uh, disassociated from the other seven limbs of yoga. You know, and people don't realize that the, the the postures, the asanas. Were, were originally intended so that you could sit in meditation longer. That was the purpose, not to tone your ass. You know, it was, it was, uh, and uh, again, you know, we're, you know, us Americans, we're going to do our thing and it's all fine. But to, you know, the yoke, the union, you know, coming together, you know, it is a spiritual practice and to disassociate it and make it just a physical practice is to, it, it's not wrong, but I, but it, it misses so much of the depth and beauty of it all. Yeah. We miss an opportunity to, for pure transformation. Indeed. Again, like Mike, Mike, you, you remember he had that, that podcast called my help can't hurt in a sense. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time we was talking about it and it's like, there are some things that might help. Okay. Can't hurt. Cool. He said, but then there's things, you know, that are going to be transformational. And that's really what we're pointing to. Again, no slight to anyone who needs a tool or got it, because it may be a tool that just slows you down long enough for you to see. Again, that's a, that's what the game we're playing. I want to do something man new. Um, first time I've ever done it. And it's because so many different topics came up I wanted to talk about with you. So we're going to okay. speed date. All right. So we're, <laughs> so we're about to speed date. So I'm just going. Well, to- it is Valentine's Day. We, we didn't it tell is. people this, it but is. we are, we, it's, it's February 14th day of recording and we are Palentines <laughs> already. So we're going to speed date on Valentine's. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw a topic out. And I just want you to riff on it for a minute and, and just share what you think about it, what it appears today. Uh, because these are all just things and questions I had, you know, when we were, when we were, when I was researching. So we'll start with, what do you mean when you say renegade? Well, people will assume uh, if they, if they take a gander at, at my, you know, my outward appearance that, that I mean, um, you know, the wizard beard and, you know, and, and the, the arm sleeve tattoos. And I only wear like women's bell bottom jeans. I mean, I, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a decorative, you know, sort of thing. It's, it's funny when I have been in a space um, either through meditation or enhanced through other, you know, um, natural remedies. It's interesting. I'll be like, "Oh, look this um, this meat suit has a lot of decorations, doesn't it?" You know, it's uh, you know, when you kind of disassociate, you're like, "It's it's all sort of a costume." You know, it's a costume that that we wear, and so it by no means means um, having to be uh, an outsider to the norm. I mean, I, I think there are uh, renegades that 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 cover the the looks and and the actions of of almost any anything you can imagine you can yeah. certainly have a three-piece suit and um and a you know a, a traditional haircut and do all those things and still be a renegade in the fact that you are free 
Yeah. And the fact that you are, you are, you, you live from an authentic place of freedom and, and begin to, um, I would say shift your locus of, of orientation outside of, of the ego sense outside of a, a sense of separateness and that, that the freedom to express yourself as in any way that, 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 that blows your skirt up comes from the, the knowing that you're not truly separate from anybody or anything and you, it, it's all just one lovely you know coagulation of of yeah. consciousness and energy and and that the individualization um if you're drawn to stand out in any particular way is yeah. just a beautiful manifestation and that it doesn't it doesn't mean anything of course about you at yeah. in, in any way whatsoever it's just it's just fun, you know, if you can express that joy in some way. So I would say it would be the freedom that that is inherent in understanding who and what you really are that enables you to to to, to have that renegade sense, although it's not really, you know, it's not raging against any sort of machine. It's actually yeah. realizing that there there is no machine to rage against. And in that sense, it is it is um, it's a much more open and loving way of expressing oneself in whatever however that that comes to be physically or uh or otherwise yeah what i'm going to love about this episode as it's shaping up now i can already see it because in our speed dating i'm going to share what i would say what you just said means to me mm. all right and so how you just explained that i would describe as my moment of coming to the realization spiritual teachers don't wear hoodies like we were talking about earlier right i had a preconceived notion of what a spiritual teacher should look like how they should dress how they should talk and i was wrong <laughs> you know and it took some time as you say for me to drop those to show up authentically at myself and just know i can't I cannot be out of my spirit. There is no separating that, that part of me. And so, in fact, spiritual teachers do wear hoodies. They got shoe collections. Uh, they, you know, they like the Dallas Cowboys. You know, all of that. So that's what I heard when you were saying that. It's no, no matter what the outward costume is, man, we're still talking about the same thing. Cool. Indeed. All right. Next question. What do you mean when you say the space? Well, yeah, the, the space for me, and this, I, I use this term quite a bit uh, in my, in my coaching and, you know, it's, it's a challenge um, for it, you know, it's opportunity for us to, you know, to talk about the formless, right? I mean, we're talking about the formless and we're, we're using words, right? We're using form to, to talk, talk about the about form. It. So we're already in, in shaky, you know, on shaky. And that's why, you know, metaphors, analogies, and all those things, you know, I, I often will talk about, you know, people like spiritual poets, like Rumi, like that, that skill set to talk about something in a way, you know, poets will talk about, they'll write poems that it's not the words themselves. It's the space between the words. Mm -hmm. It's, it's behind the words. It's the feeling, right? I, uh, uh, sadly, I don't have that skill. I, I tend to the word vomit, you know, because I don't have, I don't have, I can't pick the quality of words to make it so succinct. Right. So, you know, with that caveat being said, the space for me is, uh, is that dropping down into, uh, it's, it's, it's a release, it's surrender. 
Yeah. It's a surrender to uh, where, where it's more likely that we will be open to grace, you know? Um, yeah. And there's only, I feel in my, from my experience, only so much we can do and we and do what you can do, do what, do what you're called to do, to yeah. move in a direction that feels, that feels right to you, right? Play the hot and cold game. That's all it is a hot and cold game for spirituality. Right. And, yeah. and, you move as far as you can, and then you get to a point where, in my experience, uh, it is an, a matter of at that point surrender. You know, there's only so much you can do, and when you surrender to to that, uh, down in that space. So when I work with clients on, on on my table in terms of like somatic work with Reiki and stuff, the idea there is that you're dropping down into a space where you are practicing allowing as much as one can. Pr you can't really do allowing, but you can. You can drop into allowing. And when you, the more times, the more reps you get in, we're talking about the physical, you know, uh, analogies, the more reps you can get in allowing things to be as they are when there's nothing at risk, that's yeah. the beauty of it. Then oh, yeah. the more we uh, tend to be able to know that that is an option for us in quote unquote, the real world, right? So you're out in the real world and you have a default mode of behavior, default mode of thinking. But when you get enough reps in to know there that you always do have just below the surface, an entire another option available. It doesn't matter if you remember to take it or not, just to, the fact that you know, there's another option available. And so that is for me, that is the space we drop down into who and what we truly are. And it is, it's an enigma of a space, but it, it sure feels damn good though. And, and oh, we yeah. know it, we know it when we're there and we drop into flow. The space is what's flow, you know, and when you, you know, one of the, um, Stephen Kotler does amazing research on, on the flow state. And, uh, it's great work if you're interested in it, it's called the, the, the flow genome. It, it's great. But one of the characteristics of flow that he talks about, he doesn't talk about it in depth, which I wish, you know, I guess I'll do that. Is he talks about <laughs> you lose your sense of self mm -hmm. when you, you know, athletics, music in, in your work that we all drop in and out of flow. We all, we all drop in and out of flow, usually daily, several times where we're not, we're not making decisions. We're just, we're acting, you know, and when you're in flow, when you're in the space, you never ask how am I doing? Because if you ask, how am I doing? You're out of flow already. And so I work with a lot of athletes, a lot of golfers, and, and they want to know how to get into flow. You know, tell me how to get into, I mean, you can't get into flow. You have to allow and surrender into flow. And of course the athlete, the athletes think it's their red socks, you know, that they were in the last time they were in flow is they wore their red socks. You know I'm like? It's absolutely. not your red socks, right? Um, <laughs> And so that to me, again, this is, this is like the longest speed dating rounds, right? I mean, I'm horrible <laughs> at speed dating, uh, <laughs> you know? Um, so that to me is a verbose way of talking about what, what the space, space is. is to me. I love it because I call it the impact zone. Yep. This, you know, again, that what I, what I'm really pointing to in this episode that's got me so hype is the words don't matter. Mm-hmm. You right. just use a totally different set of words to describe the very same thing I described to my clients. And we've done it twice. You know, like it's, right. it's, and, and we've only just met today. So it isn't like we sat and, and emailed each other, say, hey, you say this so I can say that. That's the, 
the the spiritualness of this you know stopping the limitations from that like you said submission allowing you know those are things where i would say remember i ain't gotta learn nothing i just gotta keep remembering right allowing submitting falling back into my space or my impact zone you know so i i, I just love that all right we'll do one more um <laughs> Spiritual constipation. <laughs> <laughs> a slight distasteful joke. I mean, you know, to, to make a metaphor. Um, and so spiritually constipated is, is really just being st stuck, you know? And so I really, you know, I, I would say that mo everyone I work with in some way or another, by the way they find themselves to, you know, I'm never their first stop. Let's be clear about that. You know, they've tried <laughs> all kinds of other things, you know, they're just, um, they're stuck in some way. And again, that is often, you know, you know, and as you well know, it's, it's not even possible yeah. to be stuck. I mean, physically we can be stuck obviously, but, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, but for thought and believing the thought and, and or believing the feelings that those thoughts generate. But for that, we, we can't be stuck. You know, life is always flowing and, and so are we. It's just, we get, we get caught up. We get caught up and we, we forget and we get uh, diverted. We get diverted. And so really the idea of, of becoming unstuck is, is, as you've already eloquently said, is, is an issue of remembering, of remembering who and what we are, remembering what we're here to do, which is to discover our true selves, regardless of what we think we're here to do, regardless of our goals. I mean, they're all important. I mean, I listen to clients' goals, I mean, because they're a good jumping off point, you know, yeah, yeah. where they are in the moment, you know, is important to them. And I honor that. Uh, but it's only a springboard into something that we can use to look at what's really going on. Yeah. And then oftentimes, as I know you've experienced, those goals either change or the solution to the goal is is quite obvious and you know the the stuckness issue stuckness doesn't outside of thought and believing thought and feelings outside of that stuckness doesn't really exist yeah. and so that and and when you're stuck i mean i consider every issue to be a spiritual issue so therefore spiritual constipation although it was it was tough with my publisher. We went back and forth a long time about this title. I will, I will tell, I will tell you that it was not an easy road. But God love them. Um, they, they they eventually came through, and we we made a compromise there. So, um, uh, I, I, no, it, it definitely jumps out. Um, and again, just another example of it. That's what I mean when I say life after trauma. And it was particular because. There are people who believe life stops once a traumatic experience occurs. By virtue of you being alive, there has to be life out there. It, it almost like just you being alive after the fact of experience, it speaks for itself. And so all I'm talking about when I say there is life after trauma is how do we move you from the point in which you stopped living life for whatever that reason was? Divorce, shooting, military experience. Um, sexual assault, domestic abuse, um, witnessing event, you know, like whatever the reason, stuck, haven't moved, broke the clock, watch not turning anymore, all of that. That's life after trauma. That's it. That's all we're trying. Get back into living your life. 
man, thank you so much. Uh, I know. I, I, no, I, lo- I, I love that. You know, it's great. That is what we talk about all the time. The remembering the forgetting, you know, yeah. we remember and we forget and, and, and you see something and, and, and you see the truth of it. And then, you know, six hours later, you're in some silly argument, you know, <laughs> and you've just forgotten, you know, and, and, uh, and the beauty is you get to come back home. So I, I, again, man, thank you so much. Uh, for one, playing with me in that way, because I just mm. thought it would be cool because it so much resonated with me. Um, and I hope they I hope they love that. There's a few things you said that just made me laugh that I've never heard before. Or one thing I, I heard recently, uh, a friend of mine said it, meat soup. So that's the first time. Katie okay. West was the first time I had ever heard that. And that was just <laughs> like a couple of days ago. Uh, and then so when you said it, that was it. I never heard. Was it blow up your skirt? Oh, yeah. Whatever blows your skirt up. Yeah. Blows your skirt up. I never heard that, but it was hilarious. But I knew what you meant, but it was hilarious. You know, whatever floats your boat, so to speak. Yeah. I, and so that was funny. Um, God, you said one more that I can't remember. But anyway, I, I just thank you for that. That, that just made me laugh. Uh, but I do want to give you an opportunity, Stephen, to tell, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, and I would highly, highly encourage um, all those listening to go check out his content, his material, um, because it, it it really speaks. It speaks to this understanding in, in a very beautiful way. Um, and then after that, man, just share what's else on your heart, you know, um, and, and that'd be the end of the episode, you know, so your voice would be the last one they hear. But again, man, just thank you for the way you show up in the world, the way you bring this understanding and, and, and for the, the service and the commitment to helping people. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, if, uh, Likewise. And if people uh, are interested in, in, in uh, my work and exploring or checking out my, uh, my work, uh, renegadelifecoach.com is my website. I'm on Instagram, a renegade life coach, and I'm over on TikTok, even though I'm too old for TikTok. Apparently <laughs> I'm on TikTok at coach Stephen Ladd. My book, Spiritual Constipation, you can get it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or anywhere questionable books are being sold these days. And um, I guess in closing, I, if there's something I would want to share with people, it, is, it would be all, it would be around the journey and exploring who and what we truly are and to know that no matter what our goals may be, and there's, there's all kinds of worthwhile experiences and things to do, be, and have in the world, but at, at the base, what we're really doing is we are on the journey back to our true selves. We're on our journey back to who and what we truly are. And once we get a sense of that, once we start sniffing that out, to me, once the journey begins, it's it's only a matter of time. That you know, uh, we may get diverted. You know, mm-hmm. uh, for sure, we all will get diverted to some degree. But once once the aperture is opened, it uh, it 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 never closes again fully. So. We need not worry about that. You know, this time, you're not going to run out of time. You know, it's it's illusory. It's conceptual. You're not going to run out of time. It, it's inevitable that you will come back to who and what you really are and that understanding. And that is that we are not, you know, we are not our body and we are not our personalities and we are not what we do or what we have. We are primordial consciousness itself and we we are the generative force which is creating this experience of having a body 
an experience of having a personality all of we are what is behind all of that and when we when we fully recognize that we will know that we are unstoppable we cannot be harmed our, our physical body of course can be harmed so take care of it but but who and what we are is untouchable and when we know that not intellectually but down grounded in our hearts when we know we are untouchable at our core we can open our hearts up we can move forward without fear that i mean our hearts of course our hearts will be broken of course and we allow them to break wide open wider and wider open until as you've talked about once you get enough repetitions there you realize that a heart breaking wide open is is not a bad thing it's a beautiful it, it is the gateway and then we 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 fall into surrender we fall into grace and from there there i i can't find words to to describe what what that will be like for all of us but i i think it'll be i think it'll be exciting thank you for listening to today's episode for more information about the podcast please go to 3pgc.org if you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new fresh voice in the principles send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve.